welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Golden Axe for Sega Genesis. Golden Axe was developed and published by Sega in December of 1989 in Japan and in North America. Nice. But not until November of 1990 in PAL territories. Uh, not a horrible wait, though. Yeah, yeah. Now, this game was designed by Makato Ucheda for the arcade, and he is also known uh, as the man behind Altered Beast and Alien Storm. Okay, well, it's a strong pedigree. Well, especially in the Sega universe. As you may have realized, he was a huge fan of the Conan films. Yeah. And he wanted a Double Dragon-style game for the Sega brand as well. And comes through, yeah. And those two things married and became this game right here, Golden Axe. Now, the game was first released in the arcade, also in 1989. Oh, that okay. I, so, I, I knew it was the arcade first, and but I had barely. played it there. But... And... Uh, it was popular enough to spawn two direct sequels, like Golden Axe 2 and 3, and then a few spinoffs, like The Duel and, uh, yeah, yeah. and some other ones. There's like a Golden Axe Warrior, isn't there? It's like a Zelda clone-ish type game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Never played it. The same here. So, Nick, what kind of game is Golden Axe? Well, it's a 2D beat-em-up, uh, side-scrolling, you know? It's uh, very much, like you said, Double Dragon, uh... There's, you know, some different features it adds to the, you know, standard equation, I guess. But... Right, because you start by choosing one of three characters. Yeah, which is cool. You have uh, the poorly named Axe Battler. Yeah, yeah, Axe Battler. The barbarian who uses a giant sword. Yeah, um, I maybe he battles against the Axe wielder. <laughs> You I don't know. know. What I'm I don't know. I don't know. Um, although hilariously, if you watch the attract mode, all the, you know, it's Axe equals Battler. Right. Or death equals adder. Awesome. Hilarious. Mm. Makes well, me laugh still. Axe Battler, he, uh, he's involved because his mother was killed by the, the villain of the game, the death adder. Yeah, all these poor people lost loved ones to death adder. Correct. And he is, I guess, the um, best all-around character? Yeah, I... I don't know why or how. I mean, I guess it's based on the speed of the character's attacks and things like that. Yeah, I didn't notice a great deal of difference, no. personally. Now, his magic is Earth-themed, and we'll go into what their magics are a little later. Mm-hmm. And uh, just in case you wanted to know, he's only five foot ten and 200 pounds. Oh, yeah, they give you a lot of details. They do. They do at some point. Uh, next up, we have Gilius Thunderhead. Yeah, he's a dwarven warrior. Uh, yes, he is. Pretty cool in his green little outfit. Horny helmet, big... Oh. Uh, Battle axe. Only 5'3 and 151 pounds. Mm-hmm. And he's got the lightning magic. Yeah. Now, which of his uh, family members or loved ones was killed by the Death Adder? Oh, man. I know his friend, Alex, died, right? I think it was his brother. Okay. Okay. I just, some of them mentioned there's this like uh, undercurrent where there's like, our friend Alex was gone too. And it's like, why do you keep bringing this guy up? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And he is the slowest but most powerful yeah. of the characters. And then you have, uh, Tyrus Flair. Yeah, she's your uh, Red Sonia yes. type of warrior, a sword maiden, if you will. Uh, and uh, she is 5'8", in question mark for pounds, yeah, I because a lady say, never tells. No, 
Um, but she does have the most powerful magic, the fire magic. And her parents were killed by the Death Adder. Oh. So, you know, they're all pretty good sprites, but I will note right here that I feel like extra attention to detail was paid to the lady character's uh, bottom. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot more shading there than, say, their faces or any other part of any character. I mean, there's trying to be faithful to that Frazetta art, <laughs> style, art style, I guess. Definitely. Now, the three of them all have pretty much the exact same move set. Yeah. There's one, I think, tiny difference. And we'll go through what they can do here because, you know, we didn't get into the mechanics like we normally do right off the bat. Because right. every one of these characters can jump. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of a, I mean, you're, you've got a fixed height. Yeah, well, it's a weird jump because, I mean, it's a beat-em-up, so there's not, like, a lot of real tough platforming or anything. You know, there's a few jumps that, you know, can suck, but most of the time it's like you're just jumping to attack someone or avoid attacks. Yeah, definitely. Now, of course, this is a Genesis game, so there are only three buttons in use for the most part. You have your normal attack, your jump, and then your magic button. Yeah. And just uh, because you only have one attack button doesn't mean you necessarily only have one attack. Right, right. You do have a little combo you do, depending yeah. on the enemy you encounter. And that's like a couple hits, and then you like knock them down, beat on their head for a moment. Yeah, there's you can do a three-hit combo, too, if you time your attacks weirdly. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes you'll get like a stab or something. You know, it'll be like slash, slash, stab. Yeah. Normally, you can get like the five-hit where you slash, slash, then, I don't know, pistol whip them, whatever, hit them with the pommel a couple times, and then hit them, knock them down. Or, alternatively, if they are bent over like that and stunned, you can walk into them and then pick them up. Yeah, and you can throw them. Yeah, or th- and throw them off of ledges, which is really nice. Yes. That's Unf- an instant kill. Unfortunately, though, throwing a guy at another, you know, throwing an opponent at another opponent will not hurt them, so. No, it's kind of annoying and weird. Yeah, it's disappointing. Mm-hmm. You also have uh, two different jumping attacks. You have your normal jump attack. Actually, I think you have three. You have, like, a jump, and you swing your sword really goofily and quickly in yeah. the air. Yeah, you can chop them. <laughs> you can uh, dash in this game. So if you double tap, you will dash. Yeah. And if you run and jump, you have a jump kick type attack. Yeah, or that's if you run and just hit your attack, that's when you'll do, like, your running, rushing attack. Mm-hmm. But you can, if you run and then jump, then you can do your, like, down, down stab. Yeah, down thrust thing. Which I don't is, think I ever got that to hit a person. I was able to get some... Uh, Eventually, you have to kind of trick them. It's they easily dodge it. You know, they just move up or down. So it's like if you hog the hug the bottom of the screen. Yeah. Sometimes you can get or like mm. big guys, but it's very strong though. Okay. Well, and then there is the strongest attack actually, and that's the back attack. Yeah. This is a. Well, when I found out about this by playing, I was really thrilled for about three, four seconds because I, I thought, wow, now I have a really effective strategy to turn around and hit the other enemy that's attacking me. Right. It's pretty slow, though. <laughs> but it is so slow, and that's just hitting uh, both your jump and your attack button at the same time. Yeah. It is r- ridiculously slow. And Gilius uh, Thunderhead has a weird one, too. Yeah. It, it basically gives him a kind of duck. Yeah, he does a weird little, he does like rolls back and then rolls back. To where he started from, he returns. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I couldn't get it to work very well. I was interested. Apparently, it lets it, you go but... under certain attacks. Uh, but that is the only move that is different amongst these three characters. Yeah, but it's like it always it just brings you back to where you started. And then yeah. you just get hit. That's what I've... Every time I try to use it, I don't know. <laughs> and then one of the more interesting things about this uh, brawler that sets it apart from, say, your final fights or double dragon is that it's in a fantasy setting. Yeah. So you do have magic as well. Yes, no, everyone starts with one bottle of magic. Yeah, your uh, currency of magic are these little blue magic pots that you get. And as you build them up, everyone has a different size meter, and you can 
uh, use them at different intervals for different effects. Yeah. Now, you only get that free pot of magic once in the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah. You don't get any when you respawn, which is, I think, a, a big letdown. Yeah, I know. I was like, come on, man. As you said, it takes, like, basically a certain number of pots to do a certain level of spell per character. Yeah. And then... uh we have Axe Battler. He is like the medium magician. He has the medium amount of magics. Yeah. What is it? Four levels? Uh, yes, he has four levels, and he maxes out at six pots. Right. But the interesting thing about you know the beginning of these meters is that sometimes the first or second part of the meter will take more than one pot to fill up. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like when I was thinking about it, I was like, why is the first magic the one you're stuck on the longest? You'd think it'd be the other way around. You know, like the the big gaps would be at the end of the. Or at least do that if you're getting a free magic when you die. Right, right. But you don't. Uh, but level one magic for Axe Battler is a, uh, you know, it's like a little eruption. Yeah. It's, from the yeah, ground. You, you get, yeah, small explosions. hurts All of these all hurt everyone on the screen. Yeah. So It's just that at different levels, they do more damage. And look cooler. Yeah, definitely look cooler most of the time. Uh, his level two is a uh, another like volcanic blast that's like a mixture of large and medium explosions. Yeah. Then you have level three, which is uh, all giant blasts. Yep, yep. And then level four is his big one where, I mean, it is a massive volcanic explosion that engulfs the whole screen. Yeah, it's like you have a big like mushroom cloud looking thing that's shooting out rocks and it's pretty cool. It is. And then you have, uh, well, you know, I'm going to skip down to Gilius, Gilius Thunderhead. He has the least magic. He only has... Three levels of magic. Yep. Maxing out at four potions. Yes. And level one is just some electrical current. Yeah. This is actually uh, one of my favorites. It's hilarious because I had like never used it. And I was just doing it to see what they were like. Because especially with him, you only have, you have such a short meter that's like you always let it fill up before oh, you yeah. use it. But it like this lightning bolt comes down and then you get these little like pairs of, they look like lightning worms. Yeah. They like inch around. It's so funny. I thought it was hilarious. They are pretty, pretty goofy looking. And his level two one is uh, not that much more dramatic. It is just two lightning bolts that go across the screen. Yeah, they go like left and right. That's it. There you go. Sweep across <laughs> the screen, hurt the enemies. And then his level three, lightning hits him and then spreads out to everyone else. Yeah, and you get these big bolts that hit like each enemy. And, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It it's really me, cool looking. Reminds me a lot of the uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts Thunder Magic kind of. Oh, okay, I could see that. A bit. But then the, you know, main magic user of the game, Tyrus Flair. Oh, yeah. She has a whopping six levels of magic. Yeah, up to nine pots of magic as well. Yeah, and, you know, level one is a firebird. It moves around the screen, and then it hits enemies in places yeah. and creates fire. They're, yeah, they look weird, though. They they barely look like bats or birds. Like, there's like a weird little Blurb. group of them. I don't know, but... And another thing that kind of sucks about level one magic for her is it's one through four magic pots. Like, it's a, it's a long one. Yeah, and you don't want to use it if you have three or two because you're just wasting those pots. Nah, or even at all, like, that low. <laughs> I never... <laughs> Especially when level two, you get pillars of fire that shoot out of the ground. Pretty, pretty cool. Awesome. Pretty cool looking, yeah. Then level three is maybe my favorite. Yeah, I, I saw this one too. I was like, this is awesome. You get these two like fire ghosts that move around the screen and bug people and hurt them. And then one giant fire ghost comes in. Yeah, they like merge everyone. into it or something. Or Yeah. It's pretty hilarious and awesome. Level four, not as cool looking. It's just a big wave of fire. Yeah. Moves across the screen. Does what you think. And then level five, well, it's similar to Axe Battlers. It's kind of like a lava fiery one. Yeah, there's like a 
lava blob or something that's like emitting fire or rocks or you know hurts the, them all. The real star of the game though is the level six magic. That is when a huge fire dragon bends down and then just roasts parts of the screen and then just tears onto the main bad guy or center of the screen. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And it is very cool looking. The only way to get the magic bottles that you need, besides that first one gifted to you at the beginning of the game, mm -hmm. is by beating up little imp thief creatures. Yeah, little thieves. Uh, you encounter them sometimes in between levels and sometimes in them. And Sometimes they try to steal from you while you're sleeping in yeah, between levels. Little jerks. And you just have to hit them any way possible and they will shoot out. Those little potion pots. Yeah, they kind of dodge you around a little, but mm -hmm. they'll keep hanging around until you hit them, I think. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, you just got to take time. They have a relatively predictable pattern, so you just keep kicking them. And they are blue, but there's also a green variety of them as well. Yeah. And the green one will, uh, if you hit it, spit out little pieces of meat. Yeah, and they'll give you a um, one meter, one life bar. Of health. And then we haven't talked about health in this game. Every character has the same size health bar. And it is, what, five? Yeah, or it starts at three, but you can turn it up to five in the options menu, which I definitely did. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. It is three. But again, I, I played with five at all yeah, times. That's yeah, why I, I remember like, that. I am not kidding anybody here. And, you know, it's your standard health bar. It goes down, you die, you start with three lives. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, problem, though, is that there is limited continues in this game. Yeah, you only get three when you're playing one player. And you only get six for yeah. two player. yeah. So at the end of that, it's game over. Yeah, done. That's, yeah. <laughs> and uh, whenever you do die, there's a weird scoring system that comes into play. Yeah, it gives you a weird kind of letter grade based on a score that mm -hmm. I'm not fully sure how it calculates. But uh, Well, it is uh, your game score is calculated by comparing your total score and used uh, player amount, you know, the amount of lives you lost, and that calculates your strength rating. Mm. I, I See, I only usually saw that. You know, most of the time it's when you died, so you yeah. always use all your players, and then I would always get, like, a C. I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, uh, I was right there with you, buddy. And then uh, last but not least, let's talk about the thing that everyone remembers the most from this game. Oh, and yeah. really the main reason you played it, and those are the mounts. Yeah, you have uh, three different kinds of, like, creatures. They're called Bizarians, and... Yeah, uh, I remember there being more, but I guess I'm bleeding the sequels into this one. Yeah, maybe I... Man, they do kind of run together. But yes, they are Bizarians, and the first Bizarian you encounter is the chicken leg. Yeah, it's a weird little creature with... It's like a cockatrice, almost. Yeah, but it's got a real long tail that... That's its attack, is it whips with it, and you ride it around, and uh, it's pretty strong. If you were curious, uh, it weighs 756 pounds. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Then there are a pair of dragons you can get. Yeah, you get a blue and a red variety. Yes. And the uh, blue dragon is the one that... Shoots flame down on the ground. Yeah, it's like a plume. Mm -hmm. It's the better one, I think. It's easier to aim, that's for certain. I mean, I was... Well, anyways, but there's also the red one. Yes, and it shoots out a fireball. Yeah, it's an actual projectile, but I always just seem to get my butt kicked anytime I would try to... I don't know, I could never... Well, you have to line it up just right. Yeah, it's... With if... the other one, you can just basically let people walk into the flame. Yeah, and it's like you're screen area is so small anyways that a projectile is never really that advantageous well yeah in fact i really want to get into that here in a little more detail so i think we better get right into our next segment okay well nick this game uh was one of the flagship games for sega and their brand new 16-bit console yeah yeah 
So I'm hoping they put some real work behind this manual. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a pretty big manual. It's decent, I guess. You got 24 pages. Okay. It's all black and white, but it's loaded. Tons of screenshots and some decent like character artwork, artwork stuff. Yeah, I was actually hoping for more artwork than screenshots this time because of yeah. the setting. Yeah, whatnot. yeah. But it's, I mean, they really like you get a long story thing where you know it talks about the story of the land of Yuria. It's yeah. Under siege by Death Adder, killed a lot of people. Uh, relatives of our heroes um, definitely captured the princess and the king and the titular golden axe. Yes, which I guess is the special item for the king or something. I don't know. Sure. Uh, and the three heroes show up to take him down. So I'm also really curious. Was there an extensive enemy section in the manual? <laughs> uh, no, there's no enemy section. But even I, though they I could understand why. Well, they could have done it in one page, but. <laughs> um, it's, uh, you know, it kind of laboriously goes through the controls and the gameplay explanations. Mm -hmm. um, it gives you, you know how it lets you map your buttons in the option menu? Sure. Well, I mean, they have a chart that tells you every single one of those configurations in the manual. Oh, that seems That's, useless. Yeah. I was like, thanks for nothing. And, uh, you get some hints that are called survival skills. Okay. And it comes with a three-page score grid, the Sega score grid. For all the scores you want to write down. Yeah, man. I, and it's just, it's such a weird way to organize this. Like, I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, so yeah, it's there. I don't know what you really need. This is a pretty self-explanatory game, so. Definitely. Other than the back attack and the, like, down thrust, you know, that's about all the real choice info in there, I guess. All right. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? I played it in the arcades a bit, I remember. I knew of it. I liked it. I liked the setting. You know, I'm a sucker for that stuff. So, mm -hmm. And uh, I played it a bit on console um, later. I don't know when, because, I mean, I certainly... I didn't know anyone with the Sega Genesis in 89. So. Right. Well, you know, uh, my best friend growing up had a Genesis, but did not have this game. I only played it in the arcade. Okay. And I was not really that impressed, uh, you know, when I did play it in the arcade. So, therefore, didn't eh. I didn't... Um, you know, seek it out on any home consoles. I was definitely more of a fan of the sequels than the original. Mm, right on. And then what was your more recent experience with this game? I played it like six or seven times. Uh, oh, wow. From the get-go, I was like, I would always just get to the final boss and run out of continues there. So mm -hmm. it was just like once a day I would try it. You know, it only takes like a half hour or something to get yes. through. So, you know, I'm five life bars. So And did eventually I beat it. So. Oh, you did eventually beat it. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. I did not. Uh, I played this game with my son. Uh, oh, so I, I only played one player. So. I played two player. We played it uh, three times. Mm -hmm. And the first time we got about a little over halfway through the game. And then the second and third time we got to the end of the game. Okay. You know, different. I'll tell you out where. But we did get to the final, final boss eventually. Right. And it's just, you know, at that point, we Stop died me. so early into it. Or in fact, I think only he had gotten to the final boss. Oh, right. And yeah. it was just, you know, after that, you know, our spirits were broken. And I, I really had no, no desire to go back and, and finish this game. I, I did gotcha. watch the ending to see what I missed out on. And I don't really feel like uh, I, I need to break through that barrier. I was, I mean, I was about to give in because I did see, I forgot to write it down, though. There is a stage select code. Yeah. So I was like, if I don't beat it by this time, well, and apparently I'm you can just start from the final level. You can also give yourself more continues, which if I would have seen that, I would have done oh, that as well. Okay, I, yeah, I probably would have too if so, I'd known. But yeah, I would definitely recommend anyone playing this game hit up both both of those codes. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, Nick, here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I'd like to begin by saying that everyone's favorite aspect of this game, the mount writing, mm-hmm. is so few and far between yeah. and so hard to pull off for any length of time that it's barely even worth mentioning. There's certain air, like the first level, first one or two levels, I think, like where I'm like, I can write it all the way to the end. Yeah. You know, and but it, if you it get makes... knocked off once, the battle to regain that thing, you're losing health. No, it's a trick, man. Don't you? You have to be like I have to wait till everyone else is knocked down. Yeah, pretty much, or or, or dead, or you're just getting knocked off. Yeah, yeah, so. you're getting knocked off instantly. And I found that anytime I went for that mount, I was probably going to get hurt. Yeah, it's yeah. You, you, there's a certain strategy to it. You know, this is a pretty. I mean, it's a very basic game. You know, like yeah. In fact, um, I, I really wish we had reviewed this way earlier in our uh, tenure here in the command center. <laughs> It's, it's kind of hard to play after some of the other brawlers we've gone through. Yeah, it doesn't have as much going on. I mean, in I any... give it a lot of points for the theme and the setting. I like So that, let's start so. there on a positive note. The character designs are really good, and so are the, for the enemies and your heroes. Yeah, they all look cool. I mean, there's only like five enemies. So. They're very distinct. They uh, uh, all look really cool. The backgrounds are all right, but the levels themselves yeah. are, are you, you know, pretty good representations of a medieval fantasy setting. Yeah. The music yeah. is amazing. I love it. Um, I love the the sound of it, the quality, you know. like This a, is the perfect type of Genesis music. They really understand how to use that tinniness to the advantage, almost making it sound like a harpsichord or medievally in a way. Yeah, it's it really reminds me of, uh, we kind of mentioned this before, there was an old uh, SNL skit, Lothar of the Hill People from the Mike Myers 90s days, and it had this, like, that kind of synthy horn sound yeah. that it really reminds me of, you know, and that's not just that a lot of old fantasy movies used it. And I've, I've been a sucker for 30 years, so I love it. We tried to get you a sound clip of that Lothar, but man, it's no. been scrubbed from the internet. Unfortunately. Now those are some really good positives. Then there are some, you know, points that kind of stick with me on the negative side. Well, I mean the, let's the start ba- with, yeah, the big one. The basic gameplay is pretty plotting. Like, you're just fighting the same guys over and over. There are, what, six enemies in the game? Maybe, yeah. I think. And each of them has six palettes. Yeah, there's a bunch of different colors. So. But the colors do nothing to change their movement or AI, it seems like, in any way. No, I mean, I mean maybe they speed up a little bit, but they're not changing attacks at all. No, according to the, you know, the, the ending to the game, it goes through and it tells you, like, they have, like, attack and defense mm-hmm. rankings, but... I never really noticed it. No. And then on top of that, the sound effects of this game are pretty awful. They're, yeah. They are not nearly on par with the music. And they definitely stand out against it. No, you do have the sweet digitized screams. Um, Those screams are horrible. The only (laughs) good thing about them is they they let you know that someone died off screen. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have a certain cheese sound to them, but I kind of like it. So, you know, they do, but it just, it, it, does not mesh with the music at all. It doesn't have a, the same feel. It sounds like it's on a whole different le- channel of audio or something. Okay, like, you know, okay. like the, the music's so rich, and then the sound effects are so shallow and tinny. It sounds like they're from another game. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you. And and as I said, the backgrounds, meh. Not yeah, a lot going not, on I mean, there. sometimes there's you'll be like, I'm on a giant bird. That's cool. 
And I felt like it's more of the level than the background. I mean, it's well, yeah, on the ground. And it's not like, it's just a cool idea. It's not that the background looks awesome. And it's only cool as an idea because it never really manifests in the game. It's, there's a lot of these weird concepts that are mentioned in the very brief cutscene areas that don't have any factor on gameplay at all. Yeah, you have a sweet little map screen and you get little arrows drawn on it and pictures, which is, well, yeah, it's a nice touch. Don't worry, I have the full script here, so oh. we can we can shout out to any of the specific great what, lines. The whole page, or <laughs> yes, the whole page. Printed it out. Well, Nick, here we are, ready to take this game level by level. Let's do it. And uh, the game starts out with uh, a little history. You know, Death Adder has invaded the castle and has taken the king and princess prisoners. My good friend Alex was also killed in the battle. To defeat them is a must and bringing peace to the land is my duty yeah that's what you say that's right because you start your adventure well wouldn't don't we all i mean we got to think about alex what, what happened to him well you begin in level one the village outskirts yeah the manual lists this as in the woods which is funny because i mean there are trees in the background but none of them have any leaves no <laughs> and i don't think we're really going to talk too much about the enemies you encounter as you go through the levels because yeah. you are going to encounter Every single character, you are going to encounter every single enemy in every single level yeah. in very slightly different orders. There's just like, there's a few, there's like the bald guys with clubs, and then there's the other dudes. I always thought they look like orcs. They have yeah. like the, they have like spiked maces. And... So there are a couple mini boss type characters that are larger than the rest. Yeah, you do have those like giant guys with the big hammers. Yes. And uh, there are giant knights with a shield mm -hmm. and a giant broadsword. Yeah, and there are these like ladies that are kind of a little bit harder than the normal bad guys. Yeah, I always thought of them as Amazons, but they're listed as lizard women. So they don't look too. like lizards at all. I don't think so. No, <laughs> interesting. And those pop up, you know, usually one or two times through the level, halfway, one third, two thirds. Yeah, I mean, most of this, you know, uh, especially early on, you know, it's just like these levels would be here's two guys fight them, move. Right. Two guys fight up. You know, if you are if you do the creep like I do, where it's like, stay on the left half, mm -hmm. try to get them one by one, uh, that can split up and the enemies and make it a little easier. Yeah. You know, we should have talked to this, about this a little bit more in the general chat, but I will throw it out right now, is the main tactic of this game to survive is basically just to try to get them to come to you and hit them as soon as they are into your hitbox. Yeah, you don't. You just don't want to get surrounded. That's, you Ever. know, the default AI, the very crappy AI will try to just move around you and like i found especially here in some of the earlier levels not with gilius but with the other two like when you got two guys on either side kind of chasing you i could time it to where i'll start with my back attack and one yeah. guy will he'll walk into it right as i attack him and then that'll it's a one hit knock down yeah then i have time to do like a three hit combo on the other guy and then kind of trade them back and forth. So I was using those, but I couldn't get it to work with the dwarf. So And then on top of that, I think it's the best uh, tactic to try to lead them in. They only have three vectors. Up, yeah. down, left, right, and then one set of 45-degree diagonals. Yeah. So if you get them on that 45-degree diagonal coming to you, you can really line up your hits so they hit as soon as they come into your, your hit zone. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And that's basically the game. That's the entire <laughs> game. Um, until you get to a boss... And then you do your jump kick. Yeah, I mean... Jump kick over and over again? You Yeah, jump kicks, or I would use a lot of rams. Just You want to keep them knocked down until... If there's two, I mean, if you're fighting one at a time, like at the end of the, this first level, I think the final, your quote-unquote boss fight is just two of those big giant hammer guys. Yeah. Now, this level is, I guess, like a burnt 
burnt out forest. Yeah. There's like a little bit of a rock in the middle of it. But you do get a cool like sunset light coloring change towards the end of the level. Yeah, and that's, I mean that's an interesting effect. There will be there's a couple thieves here. There's you can get like seven magic potions in this level, so from the th- mm-hmm. okay, so if you're playing two player, is it it's the same number of potions, right? No, there's two of those guys come out. The double yeah. the potion. Okay, sweet. Because I was like, they give you a lot, man. Like, you know, I, I had to like stop myself from saving it where I was like, just use your magic. You're going to keep getting more. Like, right. you know, like you're just wasting it. Yeah. And then at the very end, there is a sign that tells you Turtle Village is right around the bend and you fight those two guys as yeah. bosses. And when you're done, the level's over. And uh, is, are you treated to a little cutscene where you get to fight some of those uh, thieves? Yeah. Yeah. You get like two of those little guys. And then you're on to Turtle Village. Yeah, um, this is a. It's a you village. Start off, yeah. Well, you start off by the. Uh, you're kind of like a, by a river. Like you're on this little cliff, and you go down. You kind of head down, mm-hmm. and there will be a couple guys uh, that attack you there. You can throw them in the water, and they're dead in one hit. Yeah, that's that's really nice. And then a bunch of screaming children run past yeah, you. Yeah, a bunch of. <laughs> and uh, you keep moving. This is where you'll first see some Amazons and a blue dragon. You can get that here. Yeah, we did forget to mention that first area. You do get the chicken leg. In the level oh one. yeah, yeah. So Which, both of these levels, I was I'm usually able to ride that dragon to the end. Yeah, the well, the end is like half a screen away. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is. This is this is like literally three screens long. It's very short. Yeah, you just have, and then you fight like two Amazons, then two Amazons and a skeleton, and then I think a red dragon mm-hmm. as part of the final encounter. Yes, and uh, then you get treated to a nice little cutscene where you find out that the village was on the back of a turtle. Yeah, and you're like riding it across this water to this across the sea to the south. Yeah, and then you are at uh, the next level, level three, the mainland coast. Now this is a, a sprawling level compared to what we've seen before. Yeah, yeah. You, you actually you start off. You can see kind of a weird turtle head in the background. You're coming off onto these. Yeah, you see that you are on the turtle head. It's yeah. kind of weird and cool. Bur- yeah, and you're on these like bridges and stuff as you. One of the only hard jumps in the game. All the jumps, I would always just do my rush charge attack. You should, because you want as much wiggle room as possible. Yeah, I don't I don't even know if your normal jump would make it. I was too afraid to try. Then you're into the town. And it's yeah. kind of like a boarded up, looks a little dingy. I don't know. One of the rooms buildings says Deb over it. I'm not sure why. Yeah, I wondered. I'm like, is that somebody's initials? And then uh, R&D1 was in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I think that the game makers had a little fun putting their own things in there. And, uh... Again, you're fighting all the same generic creatures, but at the end of this level, you do fight a new mini-boss or boss. Yeah, this is your first where you fight the knight, man, a, a gray knight. Yeah, and but, he's a knight. He, he uh, You can throw him. Yeah, um, I mostly would, uh, with these guys, especially the knights, okay? They're I would, slow. Yeah, and... So they're pretty easy to use that down stab on. Like if, oh, you, okay. if you get them at the, again, walk all the way to the bottom of the screen so they can't move down from you. And it's like, a, it's it's pretty strong. So that helps. I was trying to do the back stab, the back swing against them. Okay. Because yeah. they're slow enough that you can really tell, they'd really telegraph where they're going to end up on that 45 degree angle walk. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Yes. Yes, they do. You know, once you've defeated them, the game tells you, we have gone in close vicinity of the castle. But the way is packed by enemy lines. Packed packed by enemy lines. We must dare the fiend's path to reach the castle. Yeah, the fiend's path. What a weird, weird thing. Which is like weird because they call it the fiend's path because it's really you're going to get on a giant eagle. Like, oh, spoiler alert, man. You well, ruined it. The book lists this stage as to Eagle Island. So. Okay. Well, you know, and 
as soon as you start going up the path, the path is surrounded by giant feathers. Anyway, you're like, what is this strange flora? And uh, this is uh, another long stretch. And I was a little amazed because it mixes it up just a tiny bit in here. And you now have uh, these black versions of the enemies you've been fighting all the yeah, time. And like they phase in. Shadowy, mysterious warriors. Yeah, I was like, oh, man, these guys are going to be, oh, no, the exact same as yeah, the other ones. Pretty much, yep. Um, but they look cool phasing yeah, in. You'll see some of these skeletons here coming out of the ground. And they're, that's new in this area. Well, and they're, I think, the worst. They are by far my least favorite enemy. They I have think. a shield and a sword. And their coloring is so bright, they look like they're from a different game. Well, and they'll do they'll do the downstab thrust mm -hmm. to you, which it will do two bars of your life of damage. One of the few things that will. It's not cool, man. Like, they're just an enemy. And then who is the boss of this level? Um, I think it's just you fight, like some of those black soldiers mm -hmm. and then some skeletons it's like it's like a three waves that were right. they keep more skeletons and enemies um make sure you save your magic for the third one i usually blow it on the second one where i'm like it's you in a level right and then the three more guys i'm like oh no. should have saved it fool well and then in the cutscene you find out that the fiend's path was a great giant eagle i'm sorry was a great great eagle and uh we are taken across the skies to the castle. Now the final battle begins. Yeah, and uh, on your little map, it's pretty cool because it draws like a big eagle on it. Yeah. And your little arrows. I like that. I do feel like the map a lot. <laughs> and then the next level is the eagle's head. Yeah. Level and, five. And it's literally you walking off of an eagle's head. Yeah, and it's pretty sweet. It's larger than the turtle's head. This is where, this is a level where you're like, this would be hard if the enemy AI was better and they didn't just walk off the edges. Like you're on the bridge at the beginning, you can knock oh, yeah. all these dudes off. Or if throw them off. If they don't just walk off on their own. Yeah. Like, uh, it's pretty funny. And very short. You have just this little bit of an area, then the sky sets again. They got to get their money's worth out of that effect. And then you have your little boss battle. Yeah, you fight two of those red knights. They're... It was the gray knight. Now he's red. Then doubled. Yeah, so watch out, man. All right. And then you find yourself in Death Adder's Castle itself, level six. Yeah, the palace gates. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I shouldn't have said you find yourself in it because it's really you find yourself at one screen in front of the castle. <laughs> yeah. Um, right away you get those because, by the way, there was no, in between levels five and six, there's no, like, bonus little thief guys. So. No. This level starts promptly with five pots. So yeah. you got that going for you. But you fight a bunch of red guys. And yeah. Some skeletons. It's just some guys. And then you will fight. You'll get to the boss pretty quickly, who is Death Adder Jr. Yeah, you may think that you are fighting the Death Adder. He does have not. a big axe. Um, you know, he's got like red armor. Mm -hmm. um, he does that. Um, you know, he has some strong attacks. He does that floor lightning attack where he'll yeah. reach down and like, what is it, like six, four or six of these little like spiders? lightning spiders will come out you can yeah. just jump over them or jump attack i don't over mind that them. magic one bit it's pretty easy to dodge um i mostly just went to the bottom of the screen and kept down thrusting him okay once you know once you get it down to just him yeah because there's two skeletons i think and the skeletons can be a pain in the butt they can so i always get them out of the way first yes and then uh once you have defeated death adder jr the princess and king are lowered from the sky or ceiling. Yeah. Very unceremoniously in the case of the king. Pretty funny, too, because he just, like, collapses. The princess is, like, sitting there like, help us. Oh, we saw him. We think he's taking orders from someone through that door? Or... Well, they say, take my utmost gratitude for our rescue. And thank you for your courage, for it had rid of death adder and hideous plot. <laughs> 
but I have a feeling that he might have been taking orders. Come to think of it, not a few times did he disappear into that door. Will you not go into battle for me? Once again? Uh? And you reply, yes, my lord. Of course. You raise your sword and you're going in that door. Who do they think you are? You're Axe Battler, man. Maybe. Well, I was Axe Battler, but, (laughs) you know. And now you are in the dungeons or the the deep of this castle. Um, This is a... Level seven. Yeah, it's a big... It's like a long, broken bridge. Which means, hey, lure these fools into their death. um, Yeah, a lot. Like, the the only challenge to this whole level for me was me jumping off on accident. Like, there would be certain times where it's like, yeah, I got here, and I'm like, I'm really kicking butt. And then it's like, I died three times because (laughs) I kept leaping off like like an idiot. Or it it can be uh, easy to get knocked off if you're ganged up on as well. So, But it's also one of these spots where it's like, oh, some guys appear, so if I start moving down towards the bottom, they try to follow me diagonally and walk off the edge. You or... can get rid of at least, you know, two-thirds of the enemies by leading them off the edge. Yeah, you fight like 10 or 11 guys in this level. But Which would be hard. You would think. But... but And then anytime that they don't fall off the edge, you just have to stun them and throw them off. Because yeah. I think these are all stunnable enemies as that well. That is by far the safest route. And you'll get like, there's like 10 pots of magic here. It's like way more than you'll ever need. So you can really load up before you get two. And then at the, the very end. end of the level, the cool... I guess bossish area thing is that two of the statues come to life and fight you. Yep, yep. Um, but they are just normal dudes, and there's a ledge right there yep. that you can just throw them right off of. Yeah, and then you get like the gold knights come out again, throw them off the ledge. Yeah, I did. Pretty simple. It was. Once you have defeated that area, well, only one place left. You are now in the final room, the throne room of the real Death Adder. Yes. Death Adder Senior. Yeah, I guess. Um, I saw him listed in the in the ending as like. Deathbringer? Yeah. And then, well, there was Death Adder Jr. and Deathbringer, which is this one who's got, like, the purple armor and green skin. And there was a third one in there that was just Death Adder. But I was like, I don't remember seeing that guy. So is it, like, an unused asset or... Who knows? Who knows? Mysteries. But this room is really cool looking. Yeah, it's it's like... Like a weird throne with dragons on each side and some demonic creatures around it. Yeah, he'll, uh, Death Adder will come down, two skeletons will arise. Well, he starts sitting in that throne room, and that's kind of cool. He stands up. Yeah, yeah. And he's got his giant axe. It's, um, he sucks. This, this, okay, first of all, these skeletons really suck. Because yeah, they are, like, almost invincible. I have never like. killed one. Like, even when I beat it, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, when I checked online, this guy's like, they have more life than Death Adder, so just not worth it. I believe it, because, I mean, this, <laughs> this is where I was done at this point. I, I, I have never fought this guy, but I've seen my son uh, brought too close to tears. No, no, he, he was not. He just was very unpleased at how it played out here at the end. Well, it's like he'll do, you know, he has this floor magic. I mean, mm-hmm. he'll attack you with his axe as well. But if he does hit you with the axe, then he immediately follows up with a uh, one of the, like, character's magic spells. Yeah, which can be up to the final magic of yeah. the lady, the, yeah. the, the fiery dragon head. Yep, you'll get that. Um, it does a ton of damage to you. Um, so you really want to make sure that he, if you get hit, get hit by a skeleton or something, not him because yeah. it'll just combo into the spell. So it really comes down to my strategy was I'm constantly doing running jump kick, but, butt attacks, okay. jumping attacks, like just keep knocking them down over and over for a long time. Like it's, if I could get to a point, there are a few occasions where I'm like, I just knocked down the skeletons. I'm like, 
I, I think I got enough time to actually just come up and slash him a couple times. Right. I would just do that and then keep repeating. Like, you have to be super defensive, like, because I kept running out of lives and <laughs> continue so many times. And then finally, finally at the end, it was just this, like, I, I was Tyrus Flair, so I was doing her running kick all right. the time, over and over. And it was just like, finally, he dies in an awesome way, actually. Yeah, and that's the coolest part, is you kill him, you get your final blow on him, and he falls down, but the axe spins in the air, and then lands, lodged into him. Yeah, right in his chest. I was like, wow, that's pretty sweet. In a pre-Mortal Kombat world, I was like, mm-hmm. I right. definitely approve. <laughs> yeah. Now, how long would you say you were fighting him alone? Uh, At least like five or six minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. This Honestly, it's the only truly hard part of the game. Right. And it's not even really that hard, it's just like... It's one of those like boss battles where it's like, all right, you can do this, but it's just going to take forever, and you just it's don't run out. Of, don't run out of willpower. You can do it, but it's yeah, it's well, pretty rough. Once you've defeated him, you are told that you have finally, finally, you have defeated all of the evil clan. The land shall revive in peace, and the people will talk of your deeds as a legend in the years to come. Mm, as they should. And then you are given the longest credit scene. Yeah. Of any game of the era. It's pretty I've funny, man. Seen. Like, I like, okay, where they go through and give you the enemy stats, right? Well, hey, hold on. It is straight up a third of most of the, play, of the two playthroughs I looked at. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it is long because it goes through. You it's know, like you, 12 minutes long. You'd be like, all right, it's just going through the enemies. There's only five. Nope. Every color has a different name. Like, you know. And you like, only get three on a screen at a time. Yeah, the big knight can be like Colonel Bitters. Or, you know, Sergeant Bitter. I was like, what is this? This is so funny. They give you stats for the boy and girl that run in the village. They like, give you the height and weight of every single sprite in the game. So weird, man. They give you the power ratings of every color variant of every character and creature. Which is pretty much useless. But yeah. it's there. Um, and then at the very end of that, they give you the same stats for the heroes. Yeah, and um, and then you get the same... Then you think you're done. You're not. Um, well, because then they are out there... At the sunset on like a castle wall, you're like, oh yeah, the final, the final goodbye. Oh no, you're only halfway through, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's like Gilius is out there, and then one of the bad guys uh, comes out, and he's like throwing these. No, Gilius makes a b- giant ball of uh, yeah of uh, bones. Is that pa- what it is? Pa- yeah, it's a ball of bones, and he t- lobs it to the enemy. Yeah, who bats it up in the air, and it scatters into, like, the credits. It'll say a Well, credit. the credits of those who worked on the game. Yeah, yeah. And it does that animation for every single screen credit. Yeah, it, it goes through for a while. I watched most of it, uh, mainly because I love the music it plays at the end. The I end would... music is wonderful. It does not sound like anything from this game. Uh, no. It was really weird, but I was like, whoa, this is really catchy and awesome. Like, uh, I'm uh, so uh, that's a new addition to my favorite video game tunes list. That's the real reward for beating death equals adder. Yeah. And then at the very, very end, the three heroes stand together. They throw their remaining bottles of magic into the air. And they, oh, yeah. which then turns into the letters of the end. And there you go. That is it. All right, here we are in the final portion of our show, the review segment. And of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System, which has four categories with a possible score from zero to five in each. Yeah. Starting with graphics and sound. 
What, what did you give this, Eric? I gave it a 2.5. So did I. I was really torn because I love the music in this game. I'm right there with you. Yeah. It was like the best part for me. But, you know, the the graphics just weren't as good as I remembered. And especially after remembering the, the arcade version. I mean, yeah, there's just so much detail lost in these characters. Yeah. And they did not put the animation in. I mean, this uh, these graphics... At 89, when you could only compare them to an NES, you'd be like, yeah, they look great, but eh. I mean, if for the Genesis. They're not horrible, they're just relatively plain. Yeah, and there's just not a whole lot of, of animation for what you're doing. And the sheer amount of palette swapping is insane. Yeah, yeah. That with those kind of tinny sound effects, it, it wasn't able to break past the 2.5 for me. I feel you. All right, we have play control. And I gave it a 2.5 as well. Same here. I mean, it's, I guess, I feel like I almost could have given it a better score because it didn't really ask me to do much, but it was just so slow that I felt like I really yeah. had to run around, run away from every enemy and plan an attack. I yeah. couldn't just fight them. Yeah, there is a lot of moving around. Like, I was, you know, I didn't know if it, I was like, maybe in a two-player version, you're not as constantly running, or trying to train the you know trail the enemies around the screen till you get to the point where but i mean eh, it does everything it doesn't give you much but it does it all right so definitely and there's about you know only two points where you have to make like a a jump that matters right. yeah and i feel like if you know how to do the running jump you should be okay yeah all right now we have the challenge factor of the game and i gave it a 3.5 I, I did too whoa yeah, I thought the game was pretty hard. I mean, you definitely have to learn how to play this game. Yeah. And then on top of that, you really have to uh, have the fortitude to play through this game. Well, it's like most of the games, yeah, it's all right. It's not super tough until you really, until you get to Death Adder. Like so many of the enemies, you can throw them off. And but it's there's... so much of a mental challenge because it's very, very monotonous. Well, yeah, that's true. I agree. Um, and that's where, where you're like, I can beat these guys without getting hit, but it's going to take a while. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so... Yeah, it's it's really the the end where the difficulty really spikes for me. Like where it's like, yeah, that final battle sucks. Yeah, I mean you are given you know three continues or six for two players. Now that's between the two of you, and that's one mm. thing I totally forgot to mention. That's weird about this game. Sorry to throw it in here in the uh, challenge <laughs> factor segment, but it was a challenge to figure out how to play two players. Yeah, you have to hit start on the second player's controller to activate oh, like two player. In, no, or... to start the game in two players. Oh, weird. Okay. Otherwise, everything else you do just starts a one-player game. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. So that was definitely a challenge in our in our household. <laughs> Finally, we have theme and fun. Nick, what did you what did you give this? I give it a three Well, Nick, I think this may be a first <laughs> in Cartridge Command history. Uh oh. But we have an identical score across the board. Oh wow! Okay. On this game. Oh okay, cool. I also give it a three Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not great, but it's... it's a little bit of a slog. But the music and the strangeness of some of the scenarios really help it out. And being able to play it two player. It having a. I mean, or even one player. Just like I mean, for me as a as a fantasy nut, I was always you know I was like, well, great. This one's you know it's it's just here for me. It's not new. It's not breaking it in ground of beat 'em up you know stuff. But it was just like, why not one of these two? It's it's fine. Definitely. So Nick, I always ask, and I will again. Okay. Should you play this game? <sighs> I'm kind of torn. I think so. It's. I mean. 
You can play through most of it in like a half hour, jack your life up, give it a try, skip to the end if you want. really want to beat it. I mean, because, I don't know, it's just fun to putz around with a little bit, I guess. Well, and for really that very deep. reason, I said no. Oh. I said you should just go play one of the sequels. Yeah, or I mean, yeah, maybe the arcade version too. Like, you know, if eh, uh, it doesn't really hold up port, much but either. I, I, we checked that one out. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's like beat 'em ups to me either have to have like some cool like uh, game mechanics or something, you know what I mean? Or the setting. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why I say, I'm like, yeah, there's not a lot of, you know. There's just not enough in this game, I think, to keep a lot of people interested. And the sequels expand on all the cool parts in every way. So check them out. I mean, spoiler alert. You can ride a giant mantis in one of those. Yeah, yeah. That's the good one, yeah. Next week's game will be Batman for the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy any way you can. Grab your controllers and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything that we got wrong or you have some sweet tips for Golden Axe and how to beat Death Adder, let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or if you can find Death Adder. Oh, yeah, who knows? I mean, since we apparently only fought the Death Adder Jr. <laughs> and Death Bringer. Yeah, I don't know. Help us solve the mystery of the Death Adder family tree. Uh. And, of course, you can find out what we're doing on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We're on the Facebook at Cartridge Command. Yeah. We have a lot of uh, great fans on there giving us shout-outs, letting us uh, you know, know some background information, keeping us updated on all Hodag news. We love you all. And... Even though we love every one of our supporters, we must really thank those beautiful people that give to us on Patreon.com slash Cartridge Command. You know, they're, I don't want to compare them to thieves, but like in Golden Axe, they frequently are giving us bonus pots and uh, little pieces of meat to help us out. We appreciate it. Yes, if it wasn't for all of the bonuses they give us, this show may not happen. So we thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah, thank you one million. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game on!